Hey, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. This is a micro show today, and it is about a sensitive topic. And while it ought not seem controversial, the idea of acknowledging our ambition, I think, is unnecessarily but wildly controversial. The reality is you have ambitions, right? The reality is that creative expression as a part of that ambition, creative expression is as important to human health as exercise and mindfulness, right? It is literally the way by which we brick by brick, step by step, cultivate and create our life. That is an element of creative expression. Now, (laughs) a few days ago, as an analog to that, the idea of jogging was a totally bizarre fad. As a society, however, we have collectively figured out that, lo and behold, regular physical activity isn't weird at all. In an era of modern conveniences, we'd simply forgotten that movement is critical to our well-being. Well, we have rediscovered. I used to say we are on the verge of rediscovering. I said that in my book. But now we have discovered the same thing is true about creativity, right? It is critical to our well-being. In fact, it is the mechanism by which we actually create our life. Now, assuming that this is all true, you might then be wondering, why isn't it enough just to make our work and put it into a drawer, tuck it into your desk, stuff it between the mattresses? I mean, after all, right, you can meditate regularly without going on some two-week silent retreat. And you can certainly, you know, do some seven-minute workout every morning in, you know, your bedroom or downstairs or whatever without running a marathon or going to the CrossFit games. The reality is, though, that you are manifesting your creative power. The reason you listen to this show, the reason you identify as a creator or an entrepreneur or curious about those things, that all is for a reason. Now, making work just to maintain creative abilities, to be more human, that's fine. I am not discouraging that, to be clear. But tapping into your creative mojo, it feels good. It's like huffing oxygen. I don't know if you've ever huffed pure oxygen. You actually get a little bit high off of it. It's life-sustaining and practical, this creative work, in and of itself. I've observed, though, that there are always fun and fulfilling ways to make your work an integral part of your life, whether that is starting a business or sharing funny videos with friends. The very act of showing your work cultivates connection, hones your craft, and allows you to become stronger and better at what you love. The cool thing is that the the act of launching your creations, whatever they are into the world, instead of putting them into a drawer, is part of the creative cycle. That's the reason that there are four sections in my book, Creative Calling. Imagine, design, execute, and amplify. The amplify part is about putting this out into the world. It's part of the cycle. It maximizes the experience of creativity. It's not required. It's not the only part, but it closes the loop and provides us with access to a next level sense of satisfaction. My experiences and what I've learned in talking to thousands of creators from every walk of life, every station in life all over the world is that as we improve, as we fall in love with the work that we are doing, we naturally find ourselves wanting to find 
an audience for that work because it helps it make an impact. Not with all work and not at all times, but more and more, it's become clearer and clearer to me that it is a natural part of the creative process to find an audience for the work and help that work have impact beyond the value, the intrinsic value that we get from creating it, which I acknowledge. But we all understand our work more the more we share it. And the reason is that it's in this sharing process that our work more potentially fulfills and reveals itself. So go with me here, right? If your work is about pain, the pain that you've experienced, it's clear and obvious, right, that sharing that can help you or is largely very helpful in processing those emotions. Case in point, talking to a therapist, right? Now, if you put that pain into your artwork and you share it, by extension, this is a form of processing these emotions. And it does help potentially comfort others to either avoid, manage, or understand their own emotions, right? To manage their own mistakes, to become aware of them. As a way of grieving the loss of her brother, a friend of mine named Mariangela began creating portraits of other people that she knew or had come in contact with that were touched by suicide. This project was a really cool project called Faces of Fortitude. It provided a safe and stigma-free space to think and explore and talk about mental health. The idea of the simple sharing of stories of loss and survival became an anchor for those in her community that had experienced that same thing. This is largely what I mean about the value of putting work out into the world, right? The space was absolutely desperately needed. And the same can be true for you, right? By sharing your experience in whatever form it might take, you have the opportunity in that sharing to experience healing, to connect with others, to process pain, to inspire others, or you know, some combination, all of these. This is the example that I wanna share about if your work, for example, is about managing, dealing with, going into, or learning from the pain that you've experienced. So that's not to say that all work has to have that as its basis. Of course not. But it's a good and very relevant example. Now, I don't know where you are in your creative journey. And it's important that you do not let you know any bit of what I'm talking about here overwhelm you, especially if you're early in your career. You know, just like when you begin to flex these creative muscles that you have developed or are in the process of developing, growth happens naturally. The more you flex the muscles, the more they grow, especially if you're willing to do this in small ways at the beginning, right? You don't just go from never working out at the gym to spending four hours lifting as heavy as you can. If you're willing to work with small, lightweight actions, for example, at the start of a new say mindfulness practice, you know, the idea of going on a 10 day silent retreat is going to sound off putting and scary, but no one's saying you have to do that. And by extension, that's what I'm saying here with this work, right? I mean, my wife, Kate started meditating after being inspired by a friend and over time went from, you know, a five minute daily meditation to sitting for these multi-day, some case multi-week long silent retreats. That led to her becoming a mindfulness teacher herself. And the very concept of teaching meditation, if you introduce that to her the first time she meditated, you know, that would have struck her as overwhelming or too much, you know, early in this, in this process for her. So I don't want to do that to you now. 
But I do want you to become proactive in this regard. Don't lie to yourself. If your secret vision is to become a New York Times bestselling author, what would happen if you leaned into all of it? What would happen if you allowed yourself to say that out loud or you wrote it in your journal or you posted it on your mirror in the morning and looked at it every day? It would probably be a catapult for you joining writing groups, working on a blog every day or every week or submitting stories for publication for racking up rejection letters because every one of those letters that you get rejected is fuel for you going further, right? If your secret vision is to do something, what would it feel like to put it out in the world, to say it out loud? Now, you maybe are just starting out on some a path. I don't know where you are in your journey. I said that before, but it doesn't actually matter. If you shy away from sharing and you do decide that you want to make work just for yourself for now. That's fine again, but I believe that you will find as your creative practice grows and matures and develops that your feelings are going to change. I'm not coming to this realization just randomly. This is from a lifetime experiencing this and talking to others who have felt the same. I believe this is a pattern. Now, if you start cooking, for example, you may enjoy making elaborate meals for yourself or your family for quite a while. Over time, though, I bet if you love cooking, you might start to wonder, <laughs> do I have what it takes to, you know, to maybe attack the next layer of complexity here? Do I have the capacity to go one step bigger? Maybe that's, you know, doing a, a multi-course dinner party or you know, some lightweight catering or if let's just take the dinner party, for example, that is the next level beyond cooking for your family, Right cooking for friends, making sure it all comes out at the same time. This is an increase in complexity. This is sharing your craft with someone beside yourself. It is the equivalent of not putting your work in a drawer or not just making that crab rangoon for yourself, right? By doing it for others, perhaps mastering this challenge of cooking for a dinner party, what, what does that potentially lead to? Is that maybe the next step, a catering business? Maybe not. You know, I, I'm not saying this has to be big. And I am acknowledging that the hobby of, say, charcoal drawing may lead to some annual tradition of sending handmade holiday cards to friends and family. I mean, heck, the, the wildly successful show South Park, that cartoon, that started as a video holiday card, after all. So my point is, who knows where it will lead? But here's the truth. I think you do have ambition. So many of us have learned through conditioning in pop culture to keep that ambition locked up, to keep it inside of us. We're afraid to even admit it, but what could you manifest? What could you do with the ambition in all of its glory if you let it out? Even once, would it lead to you sharing it again? Would it lead to you being comfortable talking about what you really want to do with your creative mojo with this power that you have inside you what if you could manifest it in the world what if you could say it out loud how alive would you feel i bet it would be transformative now this is the point in the micro show where i would like to invite you to acknowledge to me just let's start out with me personally right i would like you to send me a text with your personal ambition your creative ambition that you haven't probably maybe you have been telling people 
you're probably not singing it from the rooftops. And if you haven't been telling people, then this might be scary, super scary. But I want to invite you to share it with me personally via text. I would love for you to text me at 206-309-5177. What is your creative ambition? And if you're telling people already, great. Then please add me to the list of people who you tell what you're working on. But especially if you are not, or you are scared or trepidatious, or you've told a few people but not that many, or God forbid, if you haven't told anyone, I would love to be the person that you tell what your ambition is. Now, the reality is I cannot wait to see this information from you. I cannot wait for you to share it with me. 206-309-5177. Acknowledge your ambition. I promise it's going to be an important piece in cultivating the inertia, the momentum that you need to make your dreams come true. Until next time, I bid you adieu. All right, that's all for today's show. But hey, before you go, I want to say thank you for listening and also for engaging with the platform. Wherever you consume the show, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere, thank you so much. Reviews help a ton if you're willing to. And I want you to let you know that in an effort to continue the topics we explore here on the show, or if you have questions, you can always direct your comments to me on all my social feeds. I'm at Chase Jarvis everywhere, but also... I will see your message quicker if you shoot me a text. That's right, I can text directly with you. The best way is to hit me up at 206-309-5177. I get a lot of texts, so I can't always get back to you right in the moment, but trust me, those are my thumbs on the other end of the keyboard. So I wanna say thanks so much, and I look forward to engaging with you soon.